The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. Satan is listening and he's waiting for an appropriate time. He's waiting for an opportunity to get in. He can't do anything unless you let him in. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Sin Crouches at Your Door. Speak the Word. I call a message several years ago. As a matter of fact, one of the messages I taught several years ago was at the state prison in North Carolina, (laughs) and it was called Sin Crouches at the Door. And uh, the other one I did several years back called One More Night with the Frogs. (laughs) And believe it or not, I have taken these two messages uh, and have combined them um, and have redone them. I have felt led to do this, and because I think that most of these messages are talking about obedience. And in obedience in Christ and being a follower of Christ is the is number love is number one. You got to and you got to be obedient. And of course, you can't have love if you don't have obedience. So they all go together. In uh, Genesis chapter four, verse six and seven in the Berean Bible, it says that God asked Cain. He said, "Why are you angry?" Said the Lord to Cain. And why has your countenance fallen? If you do what is right, he said in verse seven, will you not be accepted? But if you refuse to do what is right. Sin is crouching at your door. He said it desires you, but you must master it. In Romans six twelve, it says, Do not let sin control the way that you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. And it says in verse 14 that sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Indeed, he says, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Thank you, Lord. And I think we sometimes, we get caught up so much in the flesh, and we don't need to be in the flesh. We need to be in the spirit, you know, and and the enemy is always trying to trap us. He's always tempting us, and some of these things can go on for weeks or months or years, but as long as we give in and and allow the flesh to rule us, he's going to, as long as we're giving him a, a foothold, he's going to continue to tempt you and to beat on you in those same areas. And sometimes it's really hard to let go of some things, you know, whether it's forgiveness or whatever, or pride, forgiveness, whatever. Sometimes it's just hard to just turn loose and let it go. But this is what God told Cain when he didn't do as the Lord had asked him. And as I said before, I'm talking about obedience and how when you are walking in disobedience, you're leaving the door open for the enemy to come in. And the way you keep that door closed is by obedience. And one of the ways to fulfill it is to do what God tells us to do. Or sin will be crouching at your door. Because Satan is always looking for access. He's always looking for a way in. And he sets you up. I was thinking this afternoon as I was getting dressed, he's been setting me up for days. He set me up again today. You know, I look at something and I shouldn't have looked at that. You know, I mean, it wasn't anything ugly or anything. But it was something that the devil's been telling me these things, you know, and he knows it's, it, he knows it pushes my button. You know, there's some things or some people just push your button. And the enemy knows who these people are and he knows what they can say and do that will push your button. 
And so the enemy knows this. And so he does something to push that button so that he can get you to saying things that you shouldn't be saying and feeling things in your heart and your spirit that you shouldn't be feeling. You know, it, it doesn't take long to get out of love. That's true. You get your button pushed real fast, you know. And I'll tell you what, I do a lot of repenting on that. I mean, <laughs> as a matter of fact, just repent. I think that one of the things I was thinking this morning is David and I was praying, and after we had prayed and we were just praising the Lord and just praising Him and quoting scriptures and stuff, is that I was thinking about how the Lord healed, you know, we were talking about forgiveness, because then I realized, well, we need to pray for that too. If there be any unforgiveness in us, we need to repent of that too when you're praying for healing or whatever, you know, especially your healing. And I remember the you know, the man that was laying on the thing, you know, and he told him to, you know, he could, you know, get up off his mat and go. You know, he's for, you know, your sins are forgiven, you know, get up and go. And they said, well, who are you, you know, asking Jesus who he was to say that, you know, that he could, you know, forgive him his sins. And so I was thinking today, you know, that, that Jesus is the same today, yesterday and forevermore. So he hasn't changed. And so I was saying, well, Lord, I thank you that there's no difference in forgiveness and healing because you said so. You said, there, what difference is there between me telling him he's forgiven and to get up? They're all they're one and the same. And so that's when I thought, well, I need to maybe repent. <laughs> I didn't know if I'd done anything, but you don't have to know you've done anything because a lot of times we do things or even have thoughts that we don't even know we've had that goes against the word of God. And so we need to repent to make sure, just to clear the path, just to make sure. And as I said before, I have joined these two together to point out how being disobedient and stubborn will cause you much pain and much heartache. But I've joined these two messages together because it talks about the disobedience and the stubborn and how being disobedient and how being stubborn will cause you a lot of heartache that's not necessary. And it all can be eliminated simply by doing as the Lord has instructed in his word. We see how Pharaoh and his people suffered so much because of Pharaoh's stubbornness. We see this in Exodus 4. And as we go further along, I want you to notice how there was no plagues, that the, where no plagues where the Israelites were were in Goshen, how they, that none of these affected them. None of the Israelites or the animals were hurt. And saints, if you don't think God can protect you, you need to go back. And you need to read his word on how he protected his people over and over again. And also how he has protected you over and over and over again. And like I said before, he is the same God now as he was then. And Malachi says he changes not. As a matter of fact, Malachi 3, 6 says, for I am the Lord and I change not. Praise God. I'm so thankful that he doesn't. I believe that God must have had a wall of protection around the Israelites during all these plagues. And we're going to be getting into that a little bit later on here. But in Exodus 8, 9 through 10, is when Pharaoh wanted Moses to get rid of the frogs. Moses told Pharaoh, he said, you set the time, and then you will be rid of the frogs. And, and we're going to be talking about a little bit more about this further on in the message, but I'm just kind of laying the foundation here right now to get you in the mood. <laughs> but it says here that when Moses told Pharaoh to set the time as to when he wanted him to get rid of the frogs, what was Pharaoh's response? Does any of you remember? Do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. Think about that. Mm -hmm. The Egyptians had frogs everywhere. They had them in their beds. They had them in their stoves. They had them in their clothes. They had them in their shoes. They had frogs everywhere. They were walking on frogs. But let me ask you this. How many more days or weeks or months are you willing to put up with some of the things in your life? Like sickness in your body? Or how long are you willing to put up with not having enough? to meet your financial needs, or just barely getting along? How long, saints, before you began speaking up 
how long is it going to be before you take authority and talk to your mountain? You should be aware of this. You need to be careful that what you say, because your problems has ears, both ways and has ears. And words matter a lot more than people realize. How long is it going to be before you put Satan in his place? And his place really is under your feet. Jesus said to leave no place for the devil. Some translation says no foothold or opportunity. And that was another one of the things that I was confessing this morning. I said, Jesus, I thank you that you said Satan has no place in you. And he has no place in me. Because if he doesn't have any place in Jesus, he does not have any place in any of you in here if you're born again. And so you need to confess that because Jesus said, as he is, so are you here on this earth. So what does not affect him does not have to affect you. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to begin in Exodus 8, 9 through 10, Amplified Bible. This is where Moses is talking to Pharaoh about getting rid of the frogs. We know that there were 10 plagues altogether brought on Egypt in the book of Exodus. The plague of the frogs was the plague number three. In Exodus verse 8, Moses told Pharaoh, he said, set the time. We just talked about that. Tell me when you want me to pray for you and your officials and your people. Then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs and they will all remain in the river. Now listen again to Pharaoh's answer. Pharaoh had been begging and Pharaoh had been pleading with Moses to get rid of the frogs. So you would have thought that he would want them to go right now. But that's not so. And like I said, how many of you listening in here tonight or online did not go to God today or yesterday or the day before, but have continued to put up with the stuff in your life? Some of you maybe for years, like me. I've got some things that I've been putting up with for years. I don't know of anybody in here that hasn't gotten something that they've been putting up with, whether it's for weeks or months or years. You keep, you keep putting up with it. Pharaoh's answer was, do it tomorrow. All right, Moses replied, it will be as you have said, and then you will know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Hallelujah. If you will, I want you to please go with me. If you've got your Bibles to Exodus 8, we're going to read some scriptures, verses 1 through 15, coming from the Amplified Bible. I realize it's a lot of verses, but I think we need to read them all so that you can get the whole picture, okay? And Father, I thank you for the, ask you to bless another reading of this word as we go through it, Lord. And please let them see, Lord, what you want them to see as we're reading these scriptures and as we continue on with this word. Thank you, Lord. In verse 1, it said, Then Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Friends, remember, this is the third plague. Pharaoh had already refused twice to let God's people go. In verse 2, it says, And if you refuse to let them go, talking about Pharaoh, he said, Behold, I will smite your entire land with frogs, and the river shall swarm with frogs, which shall go up and come into the house, into your house, into your bedchambers, and on your bed, and into your ovens, your kneading bowls, and your dough. And the frogs shall come up upon you, and on your people, and all your servants. Verse 5 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your rod over the rivers, the streams, and the canals, and over the pools, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. And this is another thing, you know, we should never tell the Lord when he asks us to do something that we can't do it. And the only reason why Aaron was the one that was saying this was to Pharaoh is because Moses, if you read back a couple of chapters earlier, you will see that God told Moses that he was going to let him 
go in and speak to Pharaoh, but Moses told God he couldn't do it. He said, I can't do it. I can't talk. I just stutter. I do this. And maybe he was afraid to go back into Egypt too, you know, because that's where he had escaped from. But God was telling him to go in, and he told Moses that he was going to be a god to Pharaoh. But he said he couldn't talk. So he said, okay, we'll appoint Aaron to be your prophet, and will him do the speaking for you. But we should never tell God that we can't do something if he tells us that we can. Because even there, maybe there's lots of ways that we think we can't do it. God probably knows even ways that we don't know why we think we can't do it. But we can do it. If God says you can do it, you can do it. And verse 6, so Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land. Hallelujah. Frogs everywhere. People was walking on the frogs, in their bedchambers, in their food, in their shoes. There was frogs everywhere. But in verse 7, said the musician did the same thing with their enchantments and secret arts. They brought up more frogs upon the land. So not only when Aaron raised up his rod, like the God told him to do, all these frogs came upon them. Then the uh, musicians did the same thing, which I thought was really dumb, because now they got more frogs. They got frogs everywhere. It just amazes me. And it says in verse 8, it said, Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged and pleaded, pleaded with the Lord to take these frogs away from me and my people. He said, I will let your people go so they could offer sacrifices to the Lord. Saints, Pharaoh begged and he pleaded with Moses to ask the Lord to get rid of the frogs. So you would, like I said, you would have thought that he would wanted them to go now. But we know in verse 10, that's not true. In verse 9, Moses said to Pharaoh, Glory over me and this dictate when I shall pray to the Lord for you, your servants and your people, that the frogs may be destroyed from you and your houses and remain only in the river. And Pharaoh said, Tomorrow. God, I've been suffering with these migraines for 10 years now. Pastor Larry comes and prays for me. He said, Joe, do you want me to pray for you? And we can get rid of these headaches? How about next week? I really don't have time today. You know, we don't have time for the Lord. You know, we really don't. We only come to the Lord when we want something. Just like children with parents. We're God's sheep, His children. And I can understand why He calls us sheep. Because we wander around like we don't know nothing. Sheep don't know anything. I mean, they just wander all over the place. But we have a shepherd, a good shepherd, that watches over us, that loves us, that cares for us, that wants us to be healthy. He don't want us to have frogs in our lives. He don't want us to have sickness in our lives. He don't want us to be suffering in our finances and not having enough to get along. All the stuff that God has put on this earth has been for us, not for the devil's children, but for his children. But we won't take a hold of it and claim it. We keep putting up with the frogs in our lives. So how long are we going to continue to put up with these frogs, regardless of what it is? Only you know what your personal frogs are. I know what my frogs are. I might have two or three frogs that you've been walking on. You know, but maybe I pray a little prayer. But then I'm not faithful to follow up. You have to continue until you get results. You can't grow weary. The Bible says don't grow weary. Hallelujah. Moses says, let it be as you say, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Hallelujah. 
And the frogs shall depart from you and your houses and from your servants and your people. They shall remain in the river only. And verse 12, so Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh and Moses cried to the Lord as he agreed with Pharaoh concerning the frogs, which he had brought against him. And verse 10 said, and the Lord did according to the word of Moses. Because like I said before, we know that God told Moses that he was going to be like a God to Pharaoh. And it says, and the frogs died out of the houses and out of the courtyards and the villages and out of the fields. Hallelujah. But saints, we know from the rest of the scriptures that Pharaoh's heart was hardened again. And a lot more plagues were brought on Egypt until the last plague that took his son. Sometimes we have to lose something or someone so precious to us before we're willing to listen. Think about that. And I know that you have probably been wondering how anyone can be so stubborn. How can anyone be so stubborn to the point of even endangering their own son? Well, saints, we could ask ourselves that same question tonight. How can we be so stubborn? We all could just take a good look in the mirror. And for all of us, have put up with things that we didn't have to be putting up with. When all we had to do was take it to the Lord and then do as His Word tells us to do, but most of us will not will want to do it our way. We don't want to do it God's way. In 1 Peter 5, 7, in the Easy Read Bible, says, Cast all your worries to Him. Because he cares for you. And verse 8 says, Control yourselves and be careful. The devil is your enemy. And he goes around like a roaring lion looking for someone to attack to eat. Know this, your neighbor is not your enemy. Your pastor is not your enemy. Your friends, your boss is not your enemy. And the Satan is not the lion. He's like a roaring lion. Jesus is the lion of Judah. He is the good shepherd. He's the one that's watching over his flock day and night. Matthew 6, 27, it says, And who of you, by being worried, can add one single hour to his life? We worry, 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 worry. You know, and and I know this is an old phrase, but I've heard it so many times, you know, it's like being in a rocking chair, rocking, rocking, not going anywhere. Or like that little hamster, you know, in the cage, you go round and round and round and round, but never gets anywhere. (laughs) I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way anymore. But you know, there are people in here that are sick. And the only thing that could be, and I'm I'm only saying it could be, I'm not saying that it is, I'm just saying it could be, standing between you and receiving your healing is forgiving someone. And again, it could be that all you need to do is to take hold of God's promises and start speaking them over your body or over your finances and stop agreeing with the enemy. And you might be thinking, well, Pastor Joe, I have been sick for so long, and I have been praying and believing God for healing for so long. Or you may be saying, well, I've been looking for a job that will meet your financial needs, one that offers better working conditions, and you may have given up hope. You might even think it's hopeless. But God says it's not hopeless. He says all things are possible with Him. And who else did He say it's all things are possible with? Him that believes. All things are possible. You have to believe. And you may have given up hope. And like I said, you might think it's hopeless. You know, Saints Pharaoh could have had the frogs gone right then and there that very night. He didn't have to spend one more night with those wet, slimy frogs in his bed, in his food, in his clothes, and in his shoes. It was Pharaoh's decision, not God's decision, to wait until tomorrow. And and not God, you know, like I say, it was not God's decision. It was not God's decision that I stay home tonight. 
the enemy wanted me to stay, but it was my decision as whether or not I was going to exercise the God-given authority that he has given me. God says that you take your authority. He's given you the power. He's given you the authority. He's given us everything that he needs. He says when we release our authority, according, I think it's in Matthew, that when we release our authority and our power, he, Jesus releases his ability. And just as he worked through the disciples, he works through us the same way. I also reminded him of that this morning. I love reminding God of his promises because he tells us that. And that's in my message that he says, you know, to put him in remembrance of what he says. And so when he tells me to put him in remembrance, that means to remind him. And so I kept reminding him of all the scriptures I could think of this morning. And I'm telling you, when you're so sick, you want to throw up and you can't stand up. You can't hardly think of a lot of scriptures. But you can always think of some. And you just keep, keep glorifying the Lord. You just keep praising him and praising him and praising him and just telling him how much he's worthy to be praised and how much you're worshiping him and how, how much he deserves to be honored and how he deserves your praise. Yes. And you can't just, like I said, you can't sit still like a pumpkin. Yes. You got to move. And I'm not saying, you know, the enemy gets in and he attacks me, attacks you. But we don't have to put up with it. Our flesh wants to put up with it. That's true. That's true. But God don't want us to put up with it. And so even when you don't feel like it, and most time you don't feel like it. <laughs> Can I see a hand of all those in here to get say you don't feel like praying? I don't. But I'm so thankful that I can pray a little bit and I can get somebody to pray for me. Pray with me. <laughs> Stand with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. You've been listening to author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, on today's edition of Speak the Word. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Generous contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back in just a moment. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. Do you need God's help perhaps like never before? In this book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help by Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation of $10 or more. Or we can send you today's message on CD free. It's our gift to you. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministry, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or give us a call and make a tax-deductible donation with your debit or credit card. One of our friendly staff is standing by right now, ready to answer your call. Our ministry telephone number is 855-505-2297. That's toll-free at 855-505-2297. You can also email Pastor Joe and her team at Pastor Joe, that's J-O, at speakthewordministry.net. Again, that's Pastor Joe at speakthewordministry.net.
And now, here's Pastor Joe with a closing prayer. Father, I pray that you will help us to understand that according to Romans six fourteen, that sin is no longer our master, for we no longer live under requirements of the law. Indeed, we live under the freedom of God's grace, and we must walk in obedience to avoid the traps of the enemy. O Lord, help us to see that when we're walking in disobedience, that we're leaving the door open for the enemy to come in. Help us to keep that door closed by being obedient to God's word and do as the Lord instructs us, or sin will be crouching at our door. Father, I pray that we will not be stubborn like Pharaoh and continue to refuse to hearken to the voice of the Lord. And help us, Lord, to see that we do not have to wait another day, not another second, to receive our healing or our breakthrough. Pharaoh told Moses that he would wait until tomorrow for his freedom. But we serve an awesome God, and we don't have to wait one more second to experience freedom from the enemy's attacks on our bodies or in our lives. All we need to do is to walk in love and obedience. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that Satan has no place in Jesus, and he has no place in us. For as Jesus is on this earth, so are we. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will put Satan where he belongs, under our feet. We will not give him a foothold in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word of God